Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following presentation has been sponsored by All-Star Championship Belt. Because if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Visit All-Star Championship Belts on the web at www.ascv.us. This is Alliance Radio, a production of Alliance-Wrestling.com, covering the entirety of the National Wrestling Alliance. Please visit Alliance-Wrestling.com for all the news, interviews, videos, upcoming matches, and more from the NWA. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Checking out Alliance Radio, I am your host, Jay Cal. 64 men dating back to 1945 have been crowned Junior Heavyweight Champion of the World for the National Wrestling Alliance. Unlike his predecessor, my guest isn't resting on his laurels. With defenses all over the Sunshine State, Puerto Rico, and Japan already under his belt, this champion has an upcoming defense in New Jersey, Puerto Rico, Georgia, Tennessee, Chile, and looking to add more dates all around the globe. It is my honor and privilege to be speaking to the man Craig, welcome to Alliance Radio. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, you know, it, it's been a few months since the last time we spoke, and you're about six months into your uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship reign. And in that past six months, you've defeated the likes of Chris Jones, Billy Fives, Minori Sawa, and even the former junior champion, Tony Kozina. Uh, out of the out of the opponents you've faced so far, who's been your toughest opponent? Um, you know, definitely um, definitely Sawa, man. Sawa rung my bell in Tokyo, man. Uh, very hard-hitting match, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I proved that I was the better man. Um, you know, any one of those guys, man, doesn't matter who it is, you know, I'm willing to wrestle anybody, um, whether it be Chris Jones again or even Tony Cozina, you know, how about any of the other uh, ex-world champions, sure. Yeah, so basically no challenge is uh, beneath you. You're willing to take on any man, any time. Any time, doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm willing to challenge myself, test myself against anybody. So I'm not going to ask you what your top uh, match of all time has been, but I'd, I'd have to guess defeating Quackenbush for the NWA World Junior title, it, it's got to rank right up there. Um, if, if Quackenbush came at you for that rematch, I guess you just answer that question. You, you'd be more than happy to take him on. Yeah, why not? You know, uh, um, you know, I'm willing to wrestle anybody. You know, if, it, if it's Quackenbush or or Tony Cozina or uh, anyone, you know, Sawa, Adaka, it doesn't matter, you know. I'm, I'm right. Well, since since you spent the last six months with the uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, strapped firmly around your waist, uh, you know, I've got to assume also that, you know, you're gaining the notoriety, you're, you're getting the increase to bookings, you're traveling around the world. And it's like the life of the cha- of a champion is somewhat of a double-edged sword. Uh, you know, what can you say or speak to the rigors of being a world champion, the traveling, the being away from family, living out of a suitcase? You know, um, it, it's not easy sometimes, you know, being away from your family and, you know, the, 
you know, your wife, your, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it plays, it plays a role on you, you know, and then, uh, you know, just being on the road, you know, whether you're driving hours at a time or flying across country or overseas, you know, you got to deal with jet lag and, and, you know, not knowing your surroundings, you know, where to go to eat, you know, how to eat and, you know, so, I mean, it plays a role on you, you know, and then you got to wrestle for 15, 20 minutes, you know, it's, it's tough on your body, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's tough, man, you know, it's difficult, you know, not having, you know, your family support always there behind you, you know, or, you know, or being around, you know, you know, having people that, that were there to begin with to support you, you know, it's difficult a little bit, you know, but, you know, that's, the life of a champion, you know, so you either get used to it or, you know, you're in the wrong business. Right, yeah. yeah I, I recall, uh, not that I, I endorse the product or watch the show or anything, but uh, I remember the initial episodes of uh, Tough Enough, um, the first runs that were on MTV. Uh, there was a guy yeah. there, and uh, Triple H was doing a special training, and uh, he told the guy, he's like, you know, we spend 300 days of our lives on the road, if that's not for you, you're in the wrong business. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's safe to say that if, if you can't be accustomed to traveling, that uh, pro wrestling is probably not the business for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, it's not a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just do this as a hobby, you know. Yeah. I try to do this as a job, um, you know, and it, it's difficult at times, you know, especially on the sure. independent level. And, um, you know, you know, being a world champion, you know, has its benefits, of course, you know. Get to go overseas and, you know, and experience different cultures, you know, whether it's yeah. Puerto Rico or or South America or Japan, you know. It's, I mean, it has its benefits, you know, especially if that's something that interests you, you know. And, um, you know, it could, you know, as you know, as far as being, like, you know, not having your family or, you know, you know if you're into that, you know, experiencing different cultures and stuff, you know, that helps, you know, it helps you, you know, it relaxes you, right. you know, you go sightseeing, you know, then have your match, you know, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, so right. I mean, that's, that's a benefit to, uh, you know, being a world champion, seeing different places, you know, going across country, now, you know, seeing, oh. what's up? Oh, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, going across country, seeing, you know, the Midwest, uh, you know, you know, seeing different places, you know, it's very, you know, it's very cool. You, you know, uh, just a few seconds ago, you brought up uh, Puerto Rico, which is kind of ties into this next question. You, you talked about the culture of uh, Puerto Rico and how, it's, you know, it's different from obviously what you're accustomed to. And the last time we spoke, you just secured your first date for Puerto Rico. And I know you're uh, you're supposed to be heading back there soon again. And uh, you, you also at that time had, had – kind of gave hints that you were looking to return back to Japan, uh, but it wasn't going to be for Big Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, you were being kind of secretive about uh, where you might end up. Uh, was Zero One the promotion you were speaking about? Yeah, Zero One was. Um, no, I, I've... Uh, that, it was the promotion. Um, I, I'm good friends with, with, with President Nakamura, uh, Zero One. You know, I've known him for for years now. You know, he's someone that, that I respect in the business. You know, um, and uh, he sent me an email saying that he would want to bring me to Zero One. You know, and uh, you know, so I, I was you know was pretty excited about that. You know, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but you know, he wanted to bring me, and um, you know, then uh, you know. Weeks, months later, whatever, uh, he contacts me and uh, he wants me for their 10th anniversary at the Sumo Hall, you know, and it kind of blew my mind, you know. I'm like, you know, you know, Sumo Hall 10th anniversary. I'm like, oh my god, I've never wrestled for this company in my life, you know. Right, right, and, and that's a big and, deal. The Sumo Hall is a big venue for Zero One, so that's that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's a big uh, venue. It's a big venue for most most of the companies, you know, all the companies. You know, right, that's right. where, you know, New Japan holds uh, pay-per-views there. And, you know, the the G1 Climax, you know. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, you know, that's that's a big, big, famous venue. And, 
you know, especially if it's, it's Zero One's 10th anniversary show. And, you know, I'm really nobody to the company. You know, I'm just, you know, I was a big Japan guy, you know. Sure. And, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that's how much respect Nakamura has for the, the NW World Junior Belt, you know. And, you know, it shows the, the, the respect for the, you know, for that belt, which is, which is cool, you know. And for him to yeah. invite me, you know, for him to invite me ultimately over there to defend the belt there, you know, especially at that venue that, that uh, you know, for that show is amazing, you know. I was super humbled to be there, you know. It was such a great feeling, you know, being there, being back in Japan, you know, and, you know, doing my thing. And it's, you know, even going back to Zero One's early days, they've always had a close ties with the National Wrestling Alliance. You know, uh, we had Steve Carino defending the NWA World Championship over in, in uh, Japan against Hashimoto. Hashimoto would come to the United States and defend against, uh, you know, uh, uh, Steve Carino would defend against uh, Gary Steele. So it, it's kind of uh, neat that it, it kind of comes full circle. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary and you know they bring one of the the prize champions of the NWA to their to their anniversary show. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it was. It, I mean I couldn't believe it. You know, even when I was there, I was like, oh my god. You know, because I mean, you know, the belt the belt had has so much value there. You know, I was being told that I, you know I'm holding the oldest junior heavyweight title in in the country right now. You know and you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure. You know, being being a world champion and traveling, there's pressure. You know, right. uh, you know, I wrestled in Japan for years. You know, and um, you know, to be at that venue and holding that belt, you know, and you know, knowing that you know, wrestling style is not going to be a walk in the park. You know, no, definitely um, not. Yeah, and you know, go, being back, you know, in a place where I call home, you know. Um, my wife is from there, you know, and, you know, I had, I had family in the crowd. And so, I mean, it was, it was pretty like, you know, it was pretty nerve wracking a little bit, you know, it was my first time my, my family has ever, my Japanese extended family has ever watched me wrestle, um, you know, live. So, you know, as many times I've been to, uh, Japan, I've never invited them to a big Japan show because I didn't think they would be so fond of seeing people getting, Light tubes broken over them. Sure, but, uh, sure, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, them, it was it was pretty intense because they they saw you know pretty much me and Salah just brutalize each other and they've never seen that side of me so they're like oh my god. But it, it kind of finally hits them that hey my my uh, my son-in-law is a big deal and he is a he, he's not just some guy who wrestles he's a wrestler. Yeah, but you you know what's what's funny? What's funny is you know, uh, uh, my wife. You know, she when I she first saw, the first time she ever saw me wrestle was when I won the belt from Quack. Ironically, um, yeah. She, uh, you know, she she like she knows of the NWA, but she really doesn't. She's not a wrestling fan. She you know she doesn't follow wrestling. Sure. But um, I put on a, a DVD of Tiger Mask. And he's coming out with the same belt. And it finally hit her, like, how, you know, important the belt is. You know, seeing, you know, Tiger Mask with it uh, in, like, 1980, you know. Right. You know, early 80s. And she finally clicked because, you know, Tiger Mask is a big, you know, cartoon character. You know, it's a big deal in Japan, you know, that character. It's like an icon, right? Yeah, Exactly. So, you know, she she knows that, you know, and then it finally hit her, like, oh, my God, you know, this is actually kind of a big deal, you know. So it's, it's kind of cool, you know. Well, hey, for for those of you guys who are listening at home, alliance-wrestling.com, check it out. We're going to be putting up uh, Craig Classics match versus uh, Sawa in its entirety, um, thanks to Zero One, and uh, they partnered with YouTube and put the entire match up. So you can check it out and see uh, just how brutal that match actually actually got. Um, now, before uh, before we go much further, I, and I, I hate to do this to you, Craig, uh, 
you know, I, I reached out to somebody who was there who uh, witnessed the match live, and, uh, you know, I asked them honestly, um, and this was before I saw the match, so I, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, okay. and, and they and they told me, you know, they flat out, I'll just read the quote. Hope, I hope okay. I do it justice. Craig Classic is a champion in the truest sense of the word, J. Cal. He is the epitome of physical conditioning, speed, and agility. His in-ring style is a tasteful blend of Greco-Roman and modern-day grappling. When I refereed his recent match in Tokyo's legendary sumo hall, I was impressed with his in-ring worthiness and sportsmanship. The Japanese audience, not always an easy group to impress, showed their appreciation of Craig's skills via thunderous applause and during and after the match. After winning the match, Craig extended a handshake to his opponent only to be slapped in the face. Even after that, Craig Classic maintained his composure and showed the world that the class in Classic has a very altruistic meaning. And, uh, you know, if I didn't give it away to you, that was the uh, evil Mr. Fred Rubenstein, uh, who's officiated countless 0-1 matches, countless NWA matches, and, you know, he's definitely been at those big-time matches. He's he's refereed, you know, Hashimoto versus Carino. He, he was there during the controversy. Um, and, and to say that he was proud of your wrestling prowess would be an understatement. Um, what does it mean to you to hear such praise from someone who's been, you know, involved in so many wrestling matches and has traveled back and forth to, to, from the United States to Japan? I'm, I'm humbled by that comment, you know. Uh, you know, this is my first time meeting Fred over there. Um, and, uh, you know, Fred, there's, there's nothing you can say, you know. I mean, he, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's one of the, the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, you know, just a book of knowledge of wrestling, you know, just listening to him about, you know, the NWA and its history, you know, and, and, uh, you know, some of the fond memories he has from Japan and, and, you know, uh, wrestling, you know, uh, in the earlier days of zero one at the sumo hall, you know, the past anniversary shows and, you know, um, you know his countless experiences through tours of Zero One, and you know just a book of knowledge, you know, and just a really nice guy, you know. And I'm so humbled by his comment, you know. And uh, you know, uh, this weekend I'll be wrestling Wednesday Dorado, so um, hopefully I'll be able to get past Wednesday and uh, go up to uh, New Jersey in uh, in May to defend my belt with some of uh, the guys up there. Uh, I hope, uh, I guess, definitely hope I get to see Mr. Fred and uh, thank him for that comment. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I did have Fred on the podcast uh, a couple months ago back in February. And, uh, you know, the passion he has for the business, uh, especially the um, the reaffirmation uh, between the NWA and Zero One and, and welcoming that bridge back, uh, you know, it, the guy is great. And uh, I... I could sit. I could sit there and listen to him talk all day, and I, I'm sure it won't be long before uh, he's back on one of these podcasts. And uh, I might just not even say a word and just let him talk for the whole hour because the guy's got a wealth of knowledge and 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 laments about the NWA and and in such a way that it, it it's just interesting. The guy should write a book because it's, it's, he's really that got these interesting stories and and is such a wordsmith that uh you know you could just sit back and listen to him all day. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. Now, another guy who I reached out to was someone else who was in Zero uh, One at the same time you were, and uh, he actually got to watch your match. And uh, you know, when I talked to him about your your match in the ring, um, you know, I basically asked him what he thought, and uh, it was Steve Carino, the you know former NWA World's Champion, and and what he said to me was that he was shocked at how prepared you were for your matchup in Japan. Um, he even hinted that he too thought you were an excellent represent, representative of the NWA in Japan. And what I gotta kind of wonder is what what kind of what does this kind of praise do to the confidence of you, the young fighting champion? Yeah, you know, it, it drives me. You know, it, it definitely drives me to be uh, the best that I can be. You know, I'm I'm again very humbled to hear that. You know. Uh, you know, I got to spend time with Steve and, of course, uh, Mr. Fred. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and 
really get to bond with Steve, you know, and, uh, you know, he, again, a guy with a wealth of knowledge, you know, he's been everywhere, he's done everything, you know, and, uh, you know, he's someone that you've got to respect in this business, you know, uh, you know, he's, you know, made a career out of Japan, you know, um, he's, he's a legend there, you know, uh, right. he's done everything you could have, could possibly do there, you know, right. for, for someone, you know, you know, like me, you know, you got to respect that, you know, that he's, he's, you know, at that top tier up there, you know, he, he's, you know, he's done everything, you know, he can go there and, you know, he's challenged Hashimoto in the main events of countless shows, you know, he's helped build Zero One, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know, just being, just being able there to, to be, you know, spend time with him and, and, you know, uh, you know, you see that you know he has a passion for this business. You know, this is this is life, his love. You know, just like many of us. You know, this is my passion. You know, I love this business, and just being able to talk to him and and just you know, it's amazing. You know, he's he's truly amazing, and definitely one of the best wrestlers around. Now, going another uh, another route here, and I, I just need to get your opinion on this. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, announced this morning its best of the Super Junior 18. Uh, I didn't say that right. The best of the Super Junior tournament. The, this is the 18th tournament. There's going to be 18 participants. Um, the 18-man tournament is said to be the biggest in the history of the company. Um, in the tournament already announced, well, I guess this is everybody, so I'll just go down the list. We have Prince Devitt, Koji Kanemoto, Tiger Mask, Taichi, Jado, Davey Richards, Fujita, Kenny Omega, TJ Perkins, Jushin Thunder Liger, Ryusuke Takaguchi, Kushida, Jito, Great Sasuke, Taka Michinoku, Kora Ibushi, Daisuke Sasake, and Masara Dorada. Now, looking over that list, uh, let me ask you, which junior heavyweight is uh, missing from this tournament? <laughs> I can think of one name, of course. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, that's an impressive list. You know, you've got to be impressed with that. Uh, you know, uh, I wish my name was on that list, of course. You know, um, you know, of course, going over to Japan is is my passion. I love I love it there. You know, that's where, you know, I'd like to wrestle. You know, I I love it. You know, I love the wrestling there. I love the style. You know. And, and, you know, to go there and compete in, like, a Super Juniors, you know, that's my dream, you know. So, you know, right. hopefully, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, I can, uh, you know, go there and represent the NWA, you know, which would be amazing, you know. But, you know, who knows, you know, maybe i got to make a bigger impact over there, you know, or a big impact over here, you know. But, right. you know, I'm not going to let it hold me down. I'm going to, you know, use it to drive me and drive me further, you know, and establish the belt even further across the world, and uh, hopefully pick up uh, New Japan's attention, you know, and, uh, you know, go there and represent the, the NWA and the Super Juniors tournament. Well, I, I couldn't think of a better representative for the NWA than its World Junior Champion, um, and if you want to follow what the World, Champion, the world Junior Champion is up to, make sure to uh, check him out on Twitter. And again, that's uh, you can call him at Craig Classic One. That's at Craig Classic One. Um, he'll give you all the updates of uh, what he's going to have for dinner, uh, <laughs> where he's working out, and uh, wh when he's going to take a nap. And uh, again, I've been following him on uh, Twitter for about a, I would say, close to eight or nine months now, and I suggest you should too. <laughs> yeah. Now, <definitely>. you may <laughs> The more the merrier, right? Yeah. Now, right. you made you made your triumphant return to Japan back on March 16th. And, uh, of course, this is when you defeated Minori Sawa to retain your World Junior Heavyweight title. And, again, I encourage everyone to check out AllianceWrestling.com. Uh, momentarily, that video will be up on our website, and uh, you can check that match out. The last time we spoke, you had mentioned that you had some less than professional dealings with uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. 
and I guess my question to you is, how were your dealings with Zero One, and uh, can you can you elaborate on the differences between the two? Um, it's like night and day. Um, you know, Big Japan, um, the the president, you know, um, he'd be very difficult to you know to be you know to contact with. You know, just uh, you know, you'd be there and you know. You'd be there and, you know, try to talk to him and he'd either blow you off or, you know, it, it would be like a two-second conversation, you know. Now, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm a, a boss of a company, you know, your, you know, your worker is coming up to you, you know, you should, uh, you know, the honorable thing would be to give the person some time, you know. But right. not in that case, you know. And that's not, it, it's, I'm not the only one that's happened, it's happened to. You know, sure. but, um, you know, uh, you know, going over to zero one, you know, uh, like, I, like I said, I've known Nakamura for a few years now, and he's always been, you know, very generous to me and, and, you know, just a, a complete gentleman, you know, and someone that, right. you know, I really respect in the business, you know, um, you know, he, you know, when I got over there, you know, just super, super nice people. Everyone, you know, from everyone in the office staff to the wrestlers to, you know, everybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura is, is a gentleman and, you know, just an amazing person, you know, and so easy to talk to, you know, as a boss and, and someone, you know, you know, someone that, you know, you could just walk up to and, you know, just strike up a conversation, you know. He's a super nice guy. Um, yeah. You know, and everyone from the office staff, everyone, you know, anything you needed, you know, they were there to help you, you know. Where, you know, in big Japan, it was like, fend for yourself. <laughs> Which I'm sure is hard, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if you were a native and, and familiar with the area, but I'm sure, you know, being a, a foreigner, uh, it's not very easy to get accustomed uh, right away to your new surroundings. Well, you know, at first, you know, it's not, but once you, you know, when, you know, if you've been there as long as I have, you know, uh, you know, when I was with Big Japan, you know, I, I came accustomed to, you know, the culture and everything, you know, so, I mean, it wasn't like they, they weren't, you know, it wasn't like they weren't exposing me to the, to the, you know, to the culture, but it was, it was, you know, just more, more or less like, yeah, he's a foreigner, you know. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was yeah. kind of funny to them, you know? Like, that's why, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you know, in Big Japan, there's Baka Guy Gene. There's, you know, stupid, stupid stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's not, it's uncalled for, you know? So that, it's, they're, they're not really Guy Gene friendly, you know? And, sure. You know, they, they, they need foreigners to prove, you know, that they're at a level of like a Zero One or a New Japan or an All Japan, you know? And, you know, the the stuff they have people do is ridiculous, you know, to, you know, to roll around in light tubes, you know, and, you know, really, where is it, it taking you? Absolutely nowhere. It's, it's a joke, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and I know people who who still really appreciate that style, but, you know, the, my, my response to that is, you know, look at the biggest com- wrestling companies in the world. And, uh, you know, obviously you have to mention the WWE, you have to mention New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, you have to mention CMLL, and I've watched hours upon hours of all of those programming, and I, I gotta tell you, I have not once seen someone get hit in a light tube, with a light bulb tube, in any of those promotions. And I've never once seen someone roll around in broken glass as part of a match or an ongoing match in uh, any of those promotions. So it's kind of like, you know, if you if you act like an amateur, you are an amateur. If you act like a professional, you, you'll become a professional. And, uh, you know, not to take away anything from what, you know, any of the the wrestlers that do that, but, you know, that's not, that's never going to be the mainstream. That's, that's always going to be like a niche wrestling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I respect the people that do it, you know. Because, I mean, it's dangerous, you know. But, yeah. I mean, it's not something, it's not a style that I'm fond of. You know, I respect it. You know, I respect everyone that does it. But, you know, to me, it's, it's not something that I want to be a part of, you know. It's, 
you know, I rather I think wrestling is more, uh, you know, more technical. You know, it's it's what it is. You know, it's what the marquee says it is. It's wrestling. You know, right. he holds. You know, not you know chairs and lights. You you know. So after um, your successful defense in zero one, um, and you were there firsthand to see. It was announced, uh, you know, a few months, I'm sorry, a few weeks before the, uh, the big anniversary show that the NWA and Zero One would uh, reaffirm their relationship. And, uh, of course, it benefited you already, giving you a, uh, an opportunity to spotlight and showcase yourself in Japan. But in Japan, what value does the NWA name carry? Um, You know, it, 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 the name is still alive. You know, the people... You know, I got mobbed during intermission at, uh, at the Zero One show. People just wanted to see that belt. They wanted to take pictures with it, uh, take pictures with me with the belt. You know, it, the belt holds value. You know, uh, I believe the, the world belt, you know, the world heavyweight belt, you know. The people there respect the NWA. They respect its history. And that's something that, you know, any wrestling fan, you know, who, who uh, doesn't know the NWA brand, you know, if you just research the history online, you know, you'll be amazed at at, 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 at all the titles, you know, that, that are in the NWA right now. Right. You know, and, and there, you know, there, you know, they have magazines, you know, they put out magazines just dedicated to wrestling belts, you know, and the NWA belts are a main feature in that magazine, you know. You know, the belts hold value, and it's amazing. Well, and it's it's interesting because uh, going back to maybe like uh, I want to say 2007, maybe even 2006, the uh, NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship had a different look. And uh, about the time where um, uh, Black Tiger Mask Four uh, went to Japan uh, to to battle the IWGP Junior Champion Tiger Mask Four, uh, the belt got a redesign to to uh, to resemble the, the championship from, from the early 80s, uh, the belt that the original Tiger Mask and the original Black Tiger Mask uh, fought over. So I think it's pretty cool and pretty interesting that the title resurfaced. And, uh, you know, for, for me, I think it's great that, that the, the Cloverleaf Championship belt that uh, you wear to the ring, whether it be Puerto Rico or Japan, is the same belt that, uh, you know, resembles the same belt that was used in the early 80s. And again, bringing the whole history of the NWA back, you know, the the, the reason why the, the, they call it the legendary 10 pounds of gold, you know, it, there's belts that are bigger, there's belts that have more gold and more diamonds, but none have the same prestige as that, you know, as that 10, uh, 10 pounds of gold, that, that iconic design. And I think the same thing could be said about the Cloverleaf title, which I, I love the way that belt looks because it's just such a throwback and... uh I, again, I'm happy that it's back in the NWA, and it's, it's, I think you do the uh, NWA proud wearing that around your waist. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm honored to hear that. You know, uh, you know, uh, the belt is amazing. You know, if, if no one has, if if you haven't seen the belt, you know, in person or a picture of it online, you know, I'm sure you go on my Facebook and and you can see a, a bunch of pictures. You know, that it, it's truly amazing, and it's a very beautiful belt. You know, and and uh, like when I first won, here's a funny story. Like when I first won the belt, you know, my wife is not a wrestling fan. You know, she she's Japanese. She's not a wrestling fan. Um, she uh, I show I show her a video of uh, Tiger Mask coming out with the belt, the original belt. And yeah. you know, she knew she knows of Tiger Mask. You know, Tiger Mask is you know a famous cartoon in Japan, and you know as right. well as a famous wrestler. So yeah. she knows of Tiger Mask. And, I'm showing her Tiger Mask, and it's, it's the same exact, you know, belt, you know. She's like, oh, my God. You know, she didn't realize how, um, you know, she knew it was an important belt, but she didn't realize how important it actually is, you know. And then when she saw it on Tiger Mask, she was like, oh, my God, you know. It hit her. Like, this is, you know, this is kind of a big deal, you know. <laughs> your your wife popped her Tiger Mask in and <laughs> the world title took off, so she she connected the two. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's, oh. an, it's an iconic belt too. And that, again, you know, it's not 
we see so many belts that look the same nowadays. And, uh, you know, again, uh, our sponsors at uh, our sponsors at All-Star Championship Belts, you know, they'll make you a great belt, and they'll make you a unique belt. Um, and, but the, the Texas – I'm sorry, the uh, Cloverleaf design of the uh, NWA World Junior Championship is, is truly unique. And although you can get a, a great belt – when you visit www.ascb.us, uh, that Cloverleaf Championship is something that is, is completely unique, and, and the only place you're going to see it is in the NWA. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, without a doubt. You know, the, belt, the belt is amazing. So. Yeah. And, and I'm not one of those guys at the belt mark who, uh, you know, I don't have a, a – whole bunch of belts sitting in my in my home and and i don't look at them <laughs> yeah. and, and put them on or anything but i think it's kind of cool that with the history of the nwa dating back to you know over 100 yeah. years ago when, or 60 years ago uh it's just you know when i was in when i was in japan and they i was told that i was told that i'm holding the oldest junior heavyweight title in the country you know right now which i was like oh my god you know you know, which is cool. That's you know, that's cool history. You know. Yeah. Well, and that belt dates back to to 1945. You're you're the 64th person to hold that championship. Number 64. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and 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 we're not saying 64. You know, where a title's changed hands every other week, or you know, it's a weekly uh, something that gets <laughs> yeah. around on television. This is a belt that. You know, guys have held on to it for a long time. Your predecessor, uh, Mike Quackenbush, held that belt for uh, nearly four years. I think it was like three and a half years. And uh, yeah. you know, he didn't he didn't make as many uh, defenses as you have already made. But uh, it just goes to show you the prestige of that belt and uh, how important it is. You know that that the big matches didn't come for Mike as quickly as they have come for you, which is a good thing for the fans at the NWA. But you know, not necessarily for Mike Quackenbush who. He was a good champion. Uh, don't get me wrong. We would have all liked yeah, to see He's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, you know. Sure. And, and you know firsthand you've stepped into the ring with him. Yeah. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete, you know. And just, you know, like I said before, you know, uh, I'm all about defending the belt wherever I can, you know, against whoever. You know, that's, that's you know, what I do. You know, that's, that's my job as a, as a, as a special wrestler. Sure. You know. Right. And, well, hey, going you know, back I'm to up, the Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, uh, just going back to that match with Sawa. Um, you know, in Japanese pro wrestling, you always hear the term fighting spirit. And, uh, you know, I think the fans of the NWA uh, will witness that fighting spirit you had uh, when you defeated Sawa in Tokyo. Um, by the way, congratulations on that uh, big victory in Japan. Um, what did it mean for you to be, you know, wrestling in Japan again as uh, representing the NWA? And, and wrestling in Tokyo, which is, you know, considered one of the uh, biggest and brightest places to wrestle. You know, um, I love Tokyo. You know, that's, you know I've wrestled there a hundred times, you know, before. Um, you know, but I've never wrestled in the sumo hall, you know. And, and, you know, being in that building, you know, when I first arrived in that building, you know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is, this is wild. You know, this is going to be crazy. And, uh, you know, going back there and, you know, wrestling someone of the, the caliber of Sawa, you know, that was a challenge in itself, you know, especially, you know, uh, you know, for me going back there and, and really, you know, going there to prove myself to them and prove myself as a, as a representative of the NWA. And uh, I think I did that, you know. I think I gave uh, Sawa, you know, as, as, you know, it was so back and forth between us um, that I think I, I showed him and I showed uh all the junior heavyweights of Zero One and in Japan that uh, the NWA and Craig Classic is not a joke. Hey, well, you know, and, and I knew the results of the match before I watched it, but uh, I was just astounded on how physical that match was. And, and I know there's a, that snug style of wrestling that's, you know, kind of famous in Japan. And uh, it was definitely pretty uh, back and forth between the two of you guys and, and certainly uh, just a uh, one of those things where, like, you know, people definitely have to check out that match, you know, and that the cool thing is uh, Zero One put that match on YouTube, so it is available. Um, you know, we'll have it on Alliance Wrestling again for everyone to check out, but certainly a match for, for the fans to see. Now, 
you wrestled in Japan prior. I'm sure you've had relationships, your friends, uh, maybe even family that still live in Japan. Uh, were they? Were, did you have friends and family there during that match? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife's uh, mother and father were there. Um, also, my my wife's. Uh, uh, well, my mom, my my wife's uh, stepmother and real father was there, and her real mother came with her uncle and his son and then uh, a bunch of a bunch of friends who who came, who you know have supported me my whole career you know you know watching me you know grow up in big japan and you know they were there you know to see me wrestle for zero one which is which is awesome you know i was so happy to see the you know see them you know uh you know it just you know it's such an amazing feeling for me you know to see that they you know that they they cared that much you know Right. Was that the greatest match of your career? Uh, in Japan, I would say that that ranks up there, yes. You know, definitely. You know, just being in front of all those people and, you know, the show, I mean, you know, 10-year ten, ten anniversary, you know, that's a big deal, you know. And for someone who, who's never in the company before, you know, uh, you know, they, they – you know, they invited me to, you know, not just a zero one show, but you know, one of the biggest zero one shows. Right, the zero one show. Yeah, you know, and and I'm just, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, before I was just, you know, Craig from Big Japan, you know, and and you know, it's just to, you know, to jump, you know, it was it was, you know, to to go from, you know, that, you know, go from what I went through there. You know, to come back here and winning the world belt to go back to Japan was just, you know, it's it's an amazing story. I think, you know, and and you know, to, you know, go to zero one on its biggest night of its, you know, history. It was quite honorable. Let Let me ask you a question, kind of unrelated. And what did you think of the performance of uh, Daichi Hashimoto, uh, son of you know, legendary? NWA Hall of Famer, former NWA World Champion, former IWGP Champion, uh, Shinya Hashimoto. It it was so emotional. Like I, you know, I had to I had to go out during his his match. You know, I was uh, I had to. You know, I, I definitely wanted to see it. You know, I I was at the dojo and and I was see. You know, I saw him practicing in the ring and you know he was throwing. I mean, he throws thunderous kicks. I mean, oh my god you know, make you cringe, you know, um, you know, just like his father and, and, uh, you know, I got in there and rolled around with him a little bit, you know, and I can't, I can tell you that, you know, he's going to be, he's the future of Japanese professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, at such an, you know, he's so young and, you know, he has so much, uh, experience, you know, from zero one and, and he's wrestling for IGF now and, you know, going to all Japan, like, you know, he's, he's, you know, wrestling Muda and Shono, he's, he's going to grow into a superstar, you know, he's not, uh, he's wrestling some high uh, caliber talent that he can learn from, you know, and, and, uh, you know, going, going watching his match, you know, I mean, when, you know, his father's music hit and, uh, came out to his father's theme song and, uh, you know, fans were crying, you know, yeah. You get goose, I was getting goosebumps, you know, just just watching. I mean, the the emotion and and you know the energy that was that was there during that match was amazing. You know, to to be there live to watch it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. You know, and I mean, you know, he he proved himself that night. You know, he proved that you know, you know, yeah, he has big uh, you know big shoes to step in. You know, his father is a legend. You know, and. You know, he proved himself against Chono, you know, which for someone breaking into the business, that's a, you know, that's a quite a big step, you know. Right. And, you know, it doesn't get much uh, bigger than Chono. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I saw parts of the match. I haven't been able to see the whole thing yet, but you're right. You know, you could see the, the you could hear the fans uh, just ultimately getting behind him. And, and like you said, uh, he could be the face of, uh, you know, Kororetsu, um for for years to come, and it's kind of it's kind of great uh, to see this happening in a zero one ring. You know our NWA affiliated uh, NWA 
zero one. Uh, it's just a, it's a pretty awesome moment, and and you know, hopefully one day he'll be you know stepping in the ring, challenging against some of the NWA champions. Yeah, I think I think that would that would be excellent for uh, especially for his growth as a wrestler. You know, I, I would I'd love to see uh, zero one send him you know send him here and let him for the NWA. I think that would be you know. Uh, Breath of knowledge for him, you know, uh, that you know could benefit him, sure. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of a lot of great, uh, a lot of great wrestlers in the NWA currently that, that he could challenge, you know. Jacksonville, Florida. Get ready. The National Wrestling Alliance is here. Come see the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Coach Boom Boom Cabana, as he takes on the Middle Eastern Madman, The Sheik. Dark City Fight Club defend their NWA World Tag Team titles against the Briscoe Brothers. Also see NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Craig Classic, in action as he faces the high-flying Lynx of Lucha Libre, Lynx Dorado. Three huge world title matches, one huge night, Saturday, April 23rd, Live in Jacksonville, Florida at Sin City. Visit ProWrestlingFusion.com for details. Okay, welcome back. This is uh, Alliance Radio, and we're talking to NWA World Junior Champion Craig Classic. Now, assuming that you de- defeating Mike Quackenbush for the World Junior Championship and defending the title in Tokyo are two of the biggest moments of your career, what does your match against Lynx Dorado mean to you that's uh, coming up this Saturday? You know, uh, you know, it, it means a lot to me. You know, this is, you know, Lince is is a, is a threat to my belt. You know, he is, uh, you know, a threat to my title range. Uh, you know, he is someone you know has uh, been around for a while now, and and you know, and is a student of Quackenbush. You know. Um, you know, so and, and he's no stranger to the belt, you know, himself, you know. Um, you know, I think he, he, he's aware of that. He knows that. I think he knows that, uh, you know, that this is a chance for him, an opportunity that he's not going to oh. want to, uh, you know, miss. So I think, right. I think he's going to be coming out with his, with his A game, you know, and I'm training hard and I'm doing what I have to do to, uh, you know, stop him. Is this this isn't the first time that you'll be facing off against Dorado, is it? No, it's not. No, he's, it's not. He's, he's come at you before for that NWA Florida Junior Title, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, not too long ago, and you know, I took his mask, so. <laughs> so needless to say, he he might be. Uh, Coming at you with just a little bit more, not only because he wants that junior heavyweight championship, but uh, also to uh, to get some retribution for the uh, demasking. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, uh, you know, I, I wanted to prove a point to him. You know, I, you know, I wanted to let him know who Craig Classic is. You know, that he cannot just uh, you know come and uh, challenge me for my belt. You know, so. Uh, May is a very busy month for you. If you're successful in your matchup with Dorado on Saturday, May 20th in Orlando, May 21st through the 22nd, you have the task of defending the title on three shows in two days in New Jersey. How do you prepare for such a marathon of matches in, in those consecutive days? You know, uh, it's, it's good. That's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that weekend because that's, you know, that's a good challenge, you know. Uh, um, you know, two shows on aisle. You know, I have a show... Uh, on the 20th as well here in Florida, so you right. know, so I got four I got four matches that weekend and uh, you know in a three day span, so that's that's quite a it's quite a challenge there, you know. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it, you know. I, so, you know, uh, you know, I've had a lot of tough matches, you know, uh, you know every you know once a week or twice a week, you know, but uh, you know four matches is it's going to be a challenge. I'm looking forward to it. And it's, you know, we keep talking about the throwback to the olden days, and uh, you know, nothing is nothing is quite like being in the olden days when you're wrestling so frequently. Um, you know, most guys don't get the opportunity to work that many days in a, you know, in, in a two or three week span, let alone in four days. So 
that that's going to be quite the challenge for you. Yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to it. You know, as a, you know, I'm always training, trying to, you know, keep in the best shape as possible. So, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. You know, and I'm looking forward to you know everyone that I'll be uh, wrestling up there because that's going to be a challenge as well. So, you know, not you know a lot of things that you know, you know, obviously the travel and you know. Uh, who knows how much sleep I'll be getting, you know, if I'll be able to go to a gym or how I'll be eating, you know. So you got to take a, take that all into consideration, you know, as well, you know. And, you know, wrestling against uh, a bunch of different styles, which, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge, but I think I'm ready for it. You know, and a lot of the promoters are, uh, I guess they keep the cards close to the, to the chest and uh, you don't really know who you're facing until maybe a week, maybe two weeks before the event, if you're lucky. Um, NWA yeah. Dog is uh, actually making it pretty clear that you're going to be facing one of two guys. Uh, they they determine who your opponent will be this weekend on their own show, um, and it's mm-hmm. going to be Joe Spade taking on Colby Carino, uh, the son of former NWA world champion and the man that had such nice things to say about you. Uh, when, you know, when uh, when you get past Dorado, when you get past uh, your date in Orlando, if you end up facing Colby Carino, are you going to feel somewhat conflicted because you're going to be facing off against a 15-year-old in the ring? You know what? Uh, you know it, it doesn't age should, age doesn't matter to me. You know uh, if uh, you know if he steps in the ring, I, I believe it's fair game. So. Uh, you know that that's that's you know it's fair game, you know. So you step in the ring, and that goes for a fan or anyone. You know, you step in the ring, you're you're fair game. So I'm looking forward to it. You know. <laughs> Hello. Hey, don't worry, we can edit that out. Okay. Um, yeah. So. uh yeah, whenever we could restart the match. After the marathon of matches, uh, you know, with respect to your wins and loss records, of course, uh, you're scheduled to defend yet again in Puerto Rico, and then a week later in Chile, along with rumors of you uh, potentially defending in uh, more South American countries like Bolivia. How is it wrestling in the in Spanish-speaking countries? You know, it's it's a little different. You know, Puerto Rico is, is very different. You know, it's a lot different from the United States. And, uh, a lot different from uh you know to uh uh Japan you know it's a different wrestling style uh you know and the, the fans there are are crazy you know they're nuts um and uh you know it, it's it's quite it's quite different you know it's very different and you know just to to rebuild you know bringing the belt down there you know that's how much it means to them as well you know they they really uh honor the NWA name and uh you know it's it's a different style it's very wild you know it's it's by far one of the craziest places i've ever wrestled and you know it's just wrestling there and and you know potentially you know the dominican and panama and, and chile and all these places you know it's it's good to, sp- to be spreading the nwa name there you know cuz you know i'm sure it's a name that they've heard of before and uh, I think it's it's good, you know. What I mean, because we're we're a world, you know, we're a world company, you know. The, the belts are world belts, and uh, I believe that they should be taken every place. And it's and overall, it's good for the NWA name. Uh, I I can't agree with you more. Uh, you know, and, and one of the great things that we could talk about uh, some of you know some of the previous champions and you know the previous uh, world junior champion did. Did take that title to uh, Europe. I believe he wrestled in Italy, defended that uh, world junior title in Italy. Uh, when you talk about our former world champion, heavyweight champion Adam Pierce, you know he took the title to Mexico and to Canada, you know places that hadn't been in a very long time. And uh, you know we've got the, the Dark City Fight Club, who of course are chomping at the bit to uh, to prove their worth uh, all across the globe. And uh, you know obviously you've been uh, practicing what you preach with uh, stops in Puerto Rico and, and Japan. And, and, again, like we said, uh, your uh, pending visit to South America. 
let me ask you a question, um, and uh, it was reported on superluchas.net, uh, super and I can't really get confirmation yet from anyone from the NWA Board of Directors or Robert Trowbridge, but have you heard about this new promotion uh, who are claiming to be NWA in Bolivia? NWA in Bolivia. Um, I have. I don't even know. Um, okay. It 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 could be possible. You know. Um, you know. I I get emails from from companies all across the world asking how could how could I become part of the NWA? You know. Uh, I get people all the time email me. You know. Uh, you know here in the states as well. You know. So I mean. Uh, you know. It's it's quite possible. You know. I've had. People in Panama contact me at Hong Kong, you know. So I mean, you know, it, it's it's you know, if there's one in Bolivia, you know, it's possible. So a couple times, you and I have talked off the record uh, about potentially working some dates in Southern California, and uh, yes. I know you have dates lined up in Georgia and Tennessee, and uh, you know, you you've made it pretty clear throughout the course of. Uh, this interview and the interview we did a couple of months ago, uh, you're willing to face anyone, really anywhere, uh, and, and defend that World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Who in the United States do you feel is worthy of an opportunity to challenge you for that belt? Who do I feel? Uh, there's quite a few people, you know. Uh, you know, without a doubt, uh, someone like Jimmy Raves, uh, you know, Kyle Matthews is moving up. Uh, you know, he, he could be a, you know, he's uh, fighting this uh, weekend for a shot, you know, a number yeah. one contender. So, you know, he's another guy. Chris Gray, of course, is always a threat. Uh, uh, you know, anyone, you know, uh, you know, I, I would love to defend it against someone like Sammy Callahan. Uh, um, yeah, anyone from Japan who's here in the States. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter to me, you know, uh, you know, if, there's someone in Canada, sure, uh, Southern California, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, I'm willing to face anybody, you know, that's, this is my job, this is my profession, and that's what I'm willing to do, and keep my belt, and, you know, uh, like I said prior in the, in the last interview, you know, uh, you know, my, my goal is to win the belt, which I did, and, and now my goal is to keep it, and, you know, and, and go past people like Quackenbush as far as how long he's held it. or You know, that's my goal as a champion. My goal is not to lose it. So I'm willing to challenge myself against anyone, and to, you know, to prove a point. Sure. So, again, uh, at Subtle Hustle, you're uh, you're defending your World Junior Championship against Lince Dorado. Uh, there's also going to be a uh, – a world tag team title match. The Briscoes are getting a shot at the Dark City Fight Club. And again, the uh, the big matchup, uh, the first time the NWA World Championship has returned to Florida since, uh, well, since it was stripped from uh, TNA Wrestling. Colt Boom Boom Cabana yeah. takes on the uh, the Madman, the Sheik, for that World Championship. And it's, uh, it's a match the Sheik has been looking to for a, lo- a long time. And it's a match that uh, Colt Cabana, it, it's going to you know, no doubt about it, it's going to be one of his biggest tests to date uh, since becoming champion. Uh, what what do you what are you looking forward to in, in that match? Are, are you going to try to check that match out, or is this something, you know? Yeah, I'm very interested in that match. Uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, it's such a class. You know, uh, Colt Cabana is a, uh, you know, he, he's a wrestler. He's a, you know, uh, someone who's uh, mastered European style and. Uh, you know, he's someone, you know, he's an amazing wrestler. Um, you know, where the Sheik, um, you know, he's a he's a, a bit crazy, you know. I've seen him and still shatter, tear down buildings and, you know, have the cops called and, you know, just craziness. So I, uh, for someone, uh, you know, it's, it's a clash of styles, which kind of makes it uh, quite uh, and, and, and interesting, you know, of a match. So... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where, you know, where it goes. You know, will, uh, you know, will Sheik try to wrestle Cole Cabana? Or, you know, will Cole Cabana try to uh, brawl with the Sheik? You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, as always, it's been an honor to speak to the NWA World Junior Champion, the champ in Jacksonville, Florida, this weekend for NWA Florida, NWA Florida's Subtle Hustle. This huge show will take place at Sin City. 
That's 1770 St. John's Bluff Road uh, South. Ringside tickets are $20, and general admission is just $10. Again, you can get more information by visiting ProWrestlingFusion.com. Craig, thank you so much for your time this evening, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the ring soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So your promotion's getting ready to crown a champion. Good for you. As somebody who's familiar with champions and championship belts, nice. Crowning your champion means that that person's going to be the face of your business. And your champion running around with a replica belt or worse a toy. And the last thing you need is somebody out there looking like a goober. Go where I went with the business of Ring of Honor in my time there. All-Star Championship Belts. Because if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.